Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I am your host Matthew Roberts and this is Series 3, Episode 283 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you once again for joining us as we continue with our study. Uh, today going into Doctrine and Covenants section 112. In the uh, Come Follow Me sections, Doctrine and Covenants 111 to 114, covered in the week of October the 4th to October the 10th. So, uh, we have this revelation which we discussed yesterday is given to Thomas B. Marsh upon learning about uh, how Joseph Smith had been inspired to direct and call two of the twelve apostles to preach the gospel in England. Uh, he was frustrated by this, uh, but he had been doing a lot of work to try and um, placate uh, the twelve, to try and calm down some of the tensions that were happening uh, against Joseph. Now, um, in this section, we'll dive straight in. Uh, it says in verse 3, Nevertheless, inasmuch as thou hast abased thyself, thou shalt be exalted. Therefore, all thy sins are forgiven thee. So the Lord knows that, um, that Thomas is unhappy and frustrated with what has happened. Um, and the Lord is not pleased with that. However, he recognizes that Thomas has abased himself, that he is... Uh, try to apologize for that. And again, we see this phrase, all thy sins are forgiven thee, which is a great blessing. And we see this pop up time and time again uh, in the Doctrine and Covenants, where the Lord tells people that all their sins are forgiven them as they are striving to to accomplish his, the will, his work and, and fulfill and build his kingdom. Uh, and I guess for us, that is a, a message of hope that no matter what we do, that there is always that opportunity to be forgiven. Of course, we need to show humility. We need to repent from those. Uh, we need to repent of those things. Uh, but as we seek to build the kingdom, the Lord will forgive us of our follies, uh, which we spoke about in the last chapter. So that is a, a great message of, of hope there, I think, for all of us. As we move forward um, into verse 10, there are some words of advice for Thomas B. Marsh from the Lord. It says, Be thou humble, and the Lord thy God shall lead thee by the hand and give thee answer to thy prayers. So the Lord is promising answers to Thomas B. Marsh's prayers if he is humble. Um, Elder Quentin L. Cook says this, quote, As Joseph met with Elder Marsh, any hurt feelings were put aside, and the prophet received a remarkable revelation. It is now the 112th section of the Doctrine and Covenants. This revelation occurred the exact same day that Elders Kimball, Hyde and John Goodson, full of humility, were declaring the restoration of the Gospel of Jesus Christ in the Vauxhall Chapel in Preston, England. This is the first time missionaries have proclaimed the restored Gospel outside of North America in this dispensation. Their missionary effort resulted in an almost immediate convert baptisms and led to numerous faithful members. The humility undergirded this incredible missionary effort. The, the humility that undergirded this incredible human missionary effort allowed the church to establish its church in a remarkable way. Close quote. Our humility is the key to unlock great powers of heaven. If we don't have humility or or you know that recognition that we cannot accomplish all these things about the Lord, then we will not be able to receive those great blessings. Uh, and so it is something really important for us to remember 
In verse 11 it says, I know thy heart, I have heard thy prayers concerning thy brethren. Be not partial towards them in love above many others, but let, that, but let thy love be for them as for thyself, and let thy love abound unto all men, and unto all who love my name. The Lord is reminding Thomas B. Marsh that he knows his heart and his desires. And I think that as we recognise the Lord knows our hearts and is able to give us blessings for what we desire, uh, that you know we need to accept and love his and love him. And as we do that and accept his will, then other blessings will flow onto us. Uh, Jean R. Cook said this, quote, As a man first immerses his thoughts in love and conveys those feelings to God, man, or self, a magnified portion of that attribute will surely follow from the Spirit. That is true of all godly attributes. Righteous feelings generated by a man seem to precede the increase of those feelings from the Spirit. Unless you are feeling love, you cannot convey true love to others. The Lord has told us to love one another as he loves us. So remember, to be loved truly love, close quote. We need to, if we if we desire to become more like the Saviour and to reach out in love and charity and to serve our fellow men, then we need to feel love. We need to be connected to God through love. Uh, and actually, that is one of the big messages, I think, that came out of this recent general conference is the idea of loving God and and represent and showing that love through the way that we worship through the ordinances and covenants and once we do that we'll be able to love others as well and i think that um this love which we can then share is a great blessing to many others but also a great blessing to ourselves um the lord instructs thomas b marsh to continue admonishing the twelve uh for for the lord's sake um because of course with the context that we now know about with this section um there was a lot of disputation and disagreements happening amongst the 12 regarding uh, the prophets and the direction the church was being led but in verse 13 the lord says and after their temptations and much tribulation behold i the lord will feel after them and if they harden not their hearts and stiffen not their necks against me, they shall be converted and I will heal them. This is interesting because don't forget, this is the 12 that the Lord is talking about. He's not talking about the general membership of the church or any new converts. He's talking about the 12 men who have been called and ordained to lead and direct the church with collectively the same authority that the first presidency have. Um, and yet the Lord is saying that they shall be converted. This indicates that, you know, we need to still seek conversion. That that conversion, true conversion, is un, unrevertible, and so we are all in our lives trying to continue our conversion so it reaches that point. Elder D. Todd Christopherson said this quote, "I believe the principles expressed in these verses apply to all of us. The temptations and tribulations we experience, plus any testing that the Lord sees fit to impose." can lead to our full conversion and healing. But this happens if, and only if, we do not harden our hearts or stiffen our necks against him. If we remain firm and steadfast, come what may, we achieve the conversion the Saviour intended, a conversion so complete that it cannot be undone. The promised healing is the cleansing and sanctification of our sin-wounded souls, making us holy. Close quote. 
So um, this idea that we have uh, this conversion, this opportunity to be healed um, and then be able to strengthen others is because of our own conversion. Uh, and if we are not at that stage yet, then we need to make sure that we work on it. And in the final, final verse that we'll read today, um, the Lord continues his instruction to Thomas B. Marsh to make sure he continues to stay humble by saying in verse 15, Exalt not yourselves, rebel not against my servant Joseph, for verily I say unto you, I am with him, and my hand shall be over him, and the keys which I have given unto him, and also to, also to you would, shall not be taken from him till I come. Um, this humility is vital uh, because it is the opportunity to uh, recognise that the Lord is in this, that it is his hand that directs the church. And as we listen to the prophets and apostles and as we, kind of li and as we listen to the words that they shared uh, and the other general church leaders at the general conference, how do we feel? Do we feel a great love and excitement to apply those words? Do we feel um, resentment or bitterness? If we feel the the latter, then we need to consider where our heart is before the Lord and do we need to humble ourselves a little more? That is not easy. Um, and Thomas B. Marsh was a great example of one that managed to do this, at least at this stage. We do know, of course, that he did turn away and, he, and in pride and in uh in hardness of heart, did leave the church, but he also then did humble himself once more many years later and come back and repented. Uh, and so such is the, the lesson that we learn from him. We'll continue this chapter tomorrow. So thank you very much for listening uh, to this study. Please follow the podcast on at the Facebook group, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. Uh, and you can email lyesstudysession at gmail.com to share your feedback and thoughts as well and what you've studied. Thank you very much for your time. And until we meet again, 